0: Hello, happy Monday. I'll just say Monday. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It is me, Jasmine. I am here with my girls, Jasmine and America. So hey, how hi, are man. we doing, ladies? <laughs> Let's check in. What's been our highlight? What's been our challenge?
1: You go know first, Jasmine, what to
2: eat? Well, my challenge oh, first... Oh, oh. <laughs> is my audio
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's giving it's giving
2: yeah. trying to get a discount on a hp computer at target and it's just
0: jasmine please
2: work for me so that's an issue uh because i like things to be in uniform i digress for our listeners uh, <laughs> another challenge this week um has been so i landed an awesome new job um i'm one of the workforce folks that could say they switched positions doubled their income got better benefits
0: that's right
1: come on
2: now. get into um, it. and so it's that awkward phase of like going through like the 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 hr steps getting yeah. on board
0: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. just give me a start date so i can leave my current position yep
0: mm-hmm. so, that was my struggle too girl
2: right is holding on and being responsible you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and not just being like fuck that shit and slipping over your (laughs) desk
0: and picks up all the papers because you need it
2: right (laughs) exactly pick them up and like oh i just made a scene
1: (laughs) then you gotta apologize for making a scene and for making the most yeah say yourself (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, congrats on that new job. That was awesome.
2: Thank you. I'm excited.
0: And I'm excited for the kids to have you.
2: Come on now. Oh, I guess I didn't mention I'll be a seventh grade social studies teacher. I'm here to teach the children walk through nature with them. I love
0: it. (laughs) I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer this, but what about that whole critical race? Situation. Yikes! Like, Was um, that bad in uh,
2: Texas? So I am curious to see how the school, uh, what supplies or or study plans that they supply for teachers, and what parameters they um, expect. Now I will say the campus is very diverse, uh, which is something that I'm also looking forward to. Um, so there's a lot of cultures, they celebrate culture at this campus, it's a STEM campus. Hmm. Um, so I feel like with it being social studies, um, it's not, I think the test, the state test, whatever it is here, they've changed it so many times a name. Um, I don't think my subject at this grade level is state tested on. Hmm. So I think that gives room to be creative with them um, and make it enjoyable and really just build connection. That's one thing I'm going to take from counseling into teaching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't tell you a thing that I learned in seventh grade.
2: <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. But you know what? I remember it being fun. I don't. You know? Um, <laughs> Can't relate. I oh. moved around. So, like, I went to three different middle schools. I was in a different sixth, seventh, and eighth, mm-hmm. like, school. Damn. Years. Because uh, my dad was in the military. So right. I was the new kid. I was like the fresh, shiny one. And, you know, That's So Raven was hot out. And there would not have many kids. So maybe they just got really excited for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, not they school is So Raven.
2: <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> that was my shit. I'm not even going to hold you.
2: There wasn't a lot of schools where uh, we moved to the suburbs. here's a black girl i watched that so raven it's the same thing right
0: oh there we go (laughs) there was oh we're back distortion
2: girl all time
0: so that is consistent with your challenge you said so
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's still a challenge
0: it's given. <laughs> We're gonna it's give given it's a, a struggle.
1: Given.
2: All right.
0: Uh, so I guess I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and check in. Um, my challenge this week has been, oh, I had like a whole email fiasco on Friday. So Thursday I had um, a meeting at, 10 30 but i knew i had a meeting at 11 and so when the person emailed me about the meeting at 10 30 i said hey i'll be there for 20 minutes but i do have a meeting at 11. so friday morning i wake up to an email well not wake up but as soon as i get to the school 7 45 in the morning to an email from the assistant principal ceasing my supervisor and the principal saying, hey, you left the meeting at 10.55 yesterday and it was very important. Did you have some other meeting to go to? What is this protocol? Mm. That's the protocol. protocol. Didn't be the one. Not at 7.45 in the morning. because right, you
1: was that hot for almost 24 hours ago? Mm.
0: And you saw me multiple times yesterday so mm. why wasn't there a question oh you and why are you wanting this paper trail so right it's what the- i did so what i did i said Oh, hi. I'm not sure you were able to read the email that I sent the same day oh. saying that I had a meeting at 11 a.m. I did let you know beforehand and then I proceeded to outline the protocol because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So you got the wrong and the right one simultaneously, bitch.
1: Correct. Right. <laughs> Get the fuck into it. Okay.
0: Sure. So so then I proceeded to forward the said email to him, my supervisor, and the principal. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, thanks for your prompt response and outlining the protocol. Crickets. Of course. So that was a challenge for me mm-hmm. because it's like, don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> don't do that. Mm-hmm. I- as a new person here, like you right. want to start the year off with that yep. kind of energy whenever I'm the wrong bitch to do that with? Because I will always cover my ass. Yep,
1: They wanted to see. That's all. Now they know.
0: Yeah, they to you see. do know. And yeah. the thing about it is that the principal knows who my mom is because my mom is high up in the district. Oh. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally don't do that because mm-hmm. I'm literally not the one Dude. so that was my challenge but my highlight is that I was able to work with some students this week um, and I think specifically yesterday I was able to have like tangible evidence that what I'm talking about I know and on, is now. real and it work on, <laughs> and so the student was like you're right <laughs>
1: period.
0: And I love being able to help black kids mm-hmm. because too long have we gone and fallen through the cracks and yeah. not gotten the support and so I'm glad that I'm able to provide that support to the students because I I can relate. I know what you're going through. Like, I'm not old. <laughs> I right. talk like you. I know who the fuck uh, 21 Savage is. I know. Like,
1: period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so that has been a highlight and i i have like kind of a lot of highlights but that's beautiful i got, I got tatted yesterday
2: yeah Husted yes
0: and motivating waiting
2: on this this is a.
0: I gotta share
2: mine
1: too then okay sorry yes sorry. i got i
0: got tatted i started this year off with four tattoos and now i'm at 11. <laughs> we love to
1: see it we love it at 20.
0: I'm about to be at 20 before the year is up. So that's like all that. And then my last highlight is that I got to hang out with Eric and my friend Ashley. And we went to brunch yesterday. And it was my first time seeing Eric because he had a world tour for his birthday month. He went to Chicago, to Tulum, to, to Palm Springs. So he to see was, to had booked and busy. Yes, And so I finally got to hang out with him right and so I give him his gift and I'm so excited because I got him the Beyonce vinyl and I got me the Beyonce vinyl and I got him some other stuff too. And he's like, bitch, why did I order a Beyonce vinyl for you and me? And
2: it's in the mail.
0: I said, I love us for real. So now we both got two Beyonce vinyls. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I yeah. was That was very nice because I feel like, I've talked about this before, like I feel like the friends that I have now are just like amazing. Mm -hmm. And that is just a prime example. Like he's on his birthday trip, see the Beyonce vinyl on sale, and he like, oh, let me get this for Mia Jasmine. Mm -hmm. And that's the energy that I deserve because I give it too, period. Period. Yeah. So so that was really good for me. What about you girl? How your week been?
1: It was good. Um, I think my, what stands out to me this week anyway, is my highlight and my challenge have been intertwined. Um, And so I know last week you talked a little bit about social media and that being a highlight and a challenge for you. And I think that showed up for me this week and really trying to renegotiate with myself, how I show up in the social media space Um, and really finding that line between I'm going to show up as myself. So that means you're going to get the head turns and the clicking and the clacking um and the occasional fucking shit here and there depending on how I feel um yeah, yeah. but then also trying to figure out what does that mean is that negatively impacting the brand that I'm trying to build like I know I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I don't mask like I used to once upon a time
0: mm. um and so
1: Really just trying to figure out, I still have a lot of opportunities and I have a lot of stuff in the pipeline in the next couple of months, um, but still really just trying to renegotiate what that means. Like, do I need to make adjustments or should I continue showing up the way I do? Because it's low key impact in my bag. Well.
0: What do you mean? On a
1: bigger, I wanna do more like speaking engagements, right? And so I've been booked for quite a few this year and then have some things coming up next year. But in my mind, it should be even more because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And so I think because Mm -hmm. of how I show up on social media, people might think that when I'm giving a workshop, I'm be like, bitch. And it's like, no, I I Um, wouldn't. I mean, I can right? but I wouldn't, right? And so I, sometimes I feel like that may impact that space, but then I'm also in the place of, I believe in authenticity. And so if I'm mad and I'm showing up in a way that isn't like, how my therapeutic style and approach is, then that's not me being authentic. And so I think the reason why my practice has been successful literally from week two is the fact that I show up as me, right? And so I wanna continue to show up as me. It works in terms of the clients that I serve. I stay booked and busy. I have the longest wait list of, you know, like ever. So like it works there, but then also how do I transcend that? Cause I don't want to do one-on-one work forever. Right. It's not gonna be sustainable for me to do one on work, one on one work right. forever.
0: Right. Seeing 35,
1: mm-hmm. 40 people a week and I've been doing that for three years, like, oh shit, man. Right. So figuring out how to navigate this space so I can change the work that I do a little bit. Yeah. That's- that's-
0: what you say
1: I said did that make sense yeah okay
0: absolutely yeah and I think with everything going on like oh girl mm-hmm. that I messaged you about mm-hmm. it just really got me on my toes mm-hmm. you know because before I could just hop on and not think twice about it and now I'm like oh what do I want to say like what is the mm-hmm. message that I'm trying to convey and right. making sure that I'm saying it in a way that is authentically me, but mm-hmm. also people wouldn't find offensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's hard because like, obviously, like I want to be myself. I'm going to be right. myself, period. But just doing so in a way that continues to show like duality.
2: Right yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard not to offend people especially on an internet in a platform in which people more than likely are reading things looking to be offended
0: right Mm -hmm. wanted Mm -hmm. to be offended
2: that but uh, the social media climate is especially twitter um can be that way you know it's it's a fine line of like What's funny, you know, what's mm-hmm. pop culture and like people just trolling, right? can do is be yourself. Um, yeah, that's what I think, and just be authentic, you know, on the internet. That's not authentic, it's a tricky,
0: mm-hmm. Ooh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I never thought about it like that, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it even shows in the numbers if we keep it in a stat because most of the authentic people who show up on the internet following is smaller than others who may not be as authentic yeah. but they do what works for right. the algorithm and they do what works right. like, oh people want to hear about this well I really don't know shit about it but I'm going to talk about it anyway but before. I'm going to just say some shit right because that's what's getting people's attention
0: so you're yeah. right. and meanwhile clients talking about oh I saw this TikTok do I have autism <sighs>
1: What today has <laughs> drained me because I'd be like, What you mean? This- <laughs> you have been seeing me for two years, sis. If I thought you had autism,
0: I would have said something, <laughs> I would have
1: been said something to you. And you let some person you don't know from a can of paint on TikTok tell you that you got autism,
0: literally. I'm like, it's wow. for me, it's kind of like hor- horoscopes, like you can always find something that resonates,
1: always. <laughs> always you can take one piece of oh shit that's me every time
0: right Oof. yeah so you gotta have your boundaries up mm-hmm. right because everything that you see <laughs> yeah. ain't real period especially on the internet because people love to flex love to front mm-hmm. and love to lack that accountability
1: Correct. <laughs> your discernment gotta be real high Real high. Sky high. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: So last week, we was talking about boundaries because you need it, right? <laughs> Without it, it's like life, is you're just raw dogging life.
1: <laughs> <Rare. All> right. <laughs> that's
0: one of my favorite <laughs> things. And I know that it is so like crude, but it's like, that's what you're doing. That's <laughs> crude. Nice raw dogging. Yeah, that's true. Could be.
1: Oh. <laughs> shit. Okay. Like, I this didn't-
0: is why I like you.
1: I'm like, shit. Okay. I
0: did. Oh. <laughs> All right.
1: Let me be quiet then. Shit, I got somewhere. Okay. I'm back. <laughs>
0: uh, so, boundaries and Mm -hmm. the importance of them and i know that we talked a lot about like having boundaries with your parents Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which i personally feel like once you are able to set those boundaries with your parents anyone else can get these boundaries correct you could get it you could get it you could get it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so in talking with some clients i love to use those open-ended questions right because that helps them to see that they have full ownership of their lives. Because I think that we're so used to, because of growing up, being told what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? And so as adults, it feels so hard telling your parents no, or mm-hmm. setting those boundaries. Yeah. And when we don't, that's when we end up doing things and going places and talking to people that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to appease others, right? And so my favorite thing to say is like, when you are living your life to please someone else, they're getting two lives Mm. and you're not getting a life. Mm -hmm. And people will be like, damn. Mm -hmm. Because it's your life. You should be able to do what you want to do. Yeah. Period. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the second that you're allowing someone else's Wants to be above your own, putting it over your needs, mm-hmm. sacrificing your self love, right? Because you're putting yourself in positions where it's unsafe sometimes. Right. Maybe family, right? Maybe they are your first bullies. Usually they are. And your parents are like, hey, you got to come to the family reunion across the mm-hmm. country in the South. No, I don't. Because that's unsafe. Right. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you have that ownership of your life and walking in your power. Mm -hmm. No. I think I talked about um, this brand Mm -hmm. that I was following when I was breastfeeding, and their whole slogan is use your voice, even if it shakes. Mm -hmm. Say what you have to say, scared, say what you have to say anxious Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but use your voice don't allow anyone to take that from you right
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like I was on a soapbox
1: (laughs) we appreciate it because you're right one of the things that I always tell people is when you're not setting boundaries you're not letting the people around you know or get to know the real you and so how can people show up for you love you be in a healthy relationship with you if they don't even know Mm -hmm. who you are. And then if they don't know who you are and you don't know who you are, then there's never gonna be an opportunity for you to truly have these healthy relationships that you say that you want, right? Because we say a lot of things, but our actions always align with what it is we say we want, not always. And so if you want this true love, these true relationships, these true friendships, a part of that is letting people know what your needs are. So then they have an opportunity to meet them.
0: Because you cannot expect people to read your mind. No,
1: people are not mind readers.
0: And people don't have the same expectations Mm -mm. of friendships, of relationships. Like everyone has lived a whole different life up until this point. And so you are doing both of you a disservice by not talking about what it is that you want and need. Mm -hmm. you have to have those hard conversations i tell my clients that all the time yeah it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yes but can you do it yes absolutely because you could do hard shit right Mm -hmm. and the more that you do the hard shit the less hard it gets Mm -hmm. but if you're like oh no 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 (laughs) there's a
2: I was going to say just that there's a difference between it being comfortable and confrontational.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Agreed. I didn't know. I'm like, I didn't know if you were going to say something else. But yes, because a lot of times people <laughs> view uncomfortable conversation as confrontation. Yeah when that is it's not an equal sign that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it does not have to be that way Mm -mm. there are uncomfortable topics for sure Mm -hmm. some topics are easier than others Mm -hmm. but that doesn't have to equal confrontation argument it doesn't
1: Mm -hmm. and oftentimes it won't right i think for a lot of folks when setting boundaries at least like when I work with people, one of the things that I notice is they've played these scenarios in their head of how the conversation is going to go, how the person is going to respond, what they may or may not say. Oh, they're going to stop talking to me. Are they going to this and they're going to that? First of all, okay, and, but also like, maybe not. Maybe they are going to take a moment, take a step back and respect this boundary that you said. But if you're so focused on how it's not going to work, you don't talk yourself out of it. So it's not that you don't know how to set boundaries; is that you have a fear of setting them because you are concerned about other people's potential responses. Those are two different things.
0: I know that's right.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, and you got to focus on what you have control over, and you don't have control over other people's responses. Yeah. I think we did a good job in that uh, in last week's episode just expressing how you can set a boundary. You can express how it's the limitations of how you feel safe. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's up to that other person to respect and uphold those boundaries in order to have a relationship with you.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Immediately, yes. Correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But I also think, though, for a lot of people, when we're talking about boundaries, even though, yes, fear of disappointment, fear of how people are going to respond. But I also think oftentimes it has something to do with like this deeper belief about themselves, right? Like if you're somebody who always wants to make sure that other people are happy, so you're always people pleasing, or if you're so used to centering the needs of other people, if you don't feel like your needs are that important, you're going to have a hard time setting boundaries, right? Because, oh, it's okay. It's just me. I want to show up for them even if people aren't showing up for me because I want them to feel how I've never felt. Or I want them to feel this level of safety that I don't get to feel. So I'm going to anticipate their needs. I'm going to show up. I'm going to say yes to everything instead of like, wait a second, why is that? Is it really about other people or is this about my intrinsic value or lack thereof? Or my belief that I have a lack thereof? Like, what is it really? Mm Uh, both of
0: them.
1: Keyword (laughs) belief.
2: Okay. lack thereof lack thereof
0: it's not true because one people talk themselves out of it right Mm -hmm. say that oh they're tripping oh like they don't even need to say anything like Mm -hmm. why make this a big deal come up with all these different things right Mm -hmm. but then also have the nerve to be mad that things are not going the way that they want because they never addressed how they want things to go correct Mm -hmm. you see how there's like that disconnect like how How can you expect someone to do something that you've never told them? Right. Mm -hmm. You're already doing them a disservice, right? You're already making it hard for them to even be there.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I see not setting boundaries as a form of self-sabotage.
0: Ooh, talk about it.
1: For sure. Because if you know, in order to have a healthy relationship with other people, you have to have this conversation about your needs, about your wants, your expectations, and you actively push against that. And so you don't share with the person what you need. So then your needs don't ever get met. Then you're consumed with all of this frustration, this guilt, this resentment, and then it's going to negatively impact the relationship, right? So like, If you don't have that conversation, you can't expect it to happen. But then when it doesn't happen, you pissed off. So you're literally impeding on the possibility of this being a healthy relationship because you think people should read your mind or you think people should anticipate your needs just because you do it. That's not fair. And and we'll take that a step further because I also believe that self-sabotage is self-protection. So you're protecting yourself from something. Because like once upon a time when I didn't have clear conversations about my expectations and relationships, at first I thought it was just, okay, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. But then I realized it was really rooted in like this fear, this fear that people are not going to want to meet my needs, that they're not able to meet them. And there was one point in time when it was like, fuck it, I can't depend on people. It's my job to meet all of this. And so I was protecting myself from feeling let down, from feeling disappointment with other people, but I was still feeling disappointed. My needs still weren't being met. Right. So it was an effective thing, but it just was still limiting and negatively impacted those relationships. Mm.
2: Would you also describe it as a defense mechanism?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because we learn those things early on of like how to protect ourselves, defense mechanisms, or what we need to do so that we don't experience certain emotions or experiences again. And so we learn those things as a means of survival, but then those things also impact our ability to really live the lives that we want to live. Because we got to have some discernment, right? Like you can protect yourself and engage in self-protection, but you got to know when that self-protection is impeding on the ability to have these relationships, Or it's impacting your ability to show up in the way that you say you want to show up in.
0: And that's my favorite—the way that you phrase that, the way that you say you want, because Mm -hmm. people say a lot of things, a lot of things, but (laughs) doing the work to get there. Yeah, I don't know that it's gonna happen.
1: It be looking real different.
0: It be looking bleak.
2: Where they at though? Because what's going on?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's my favorite. And that is my favorite way to help my clients take that accountability. Mm -hmm. Are we doing the things that we say we want to do for Mm -hmm. ourselves?
2: Right. Right. And if you're listening to this and in the past you've expressed or you've thought and used the words like, I put walls up around me. Um, uh, That's another verbiage of what America just said. Your walls are your defense mechanisms. They're your fears that you have built around yourself as a cocoon Mm -hmm. and you're either gonna stifle yourself in it or you're gonna break the chrysalis and step into really just having the the courage Mm -hmm. to not only be yourself but express to people what you need in order to feel safe in this world Mm -hmm. and it's chaotic as it is so what do you have to lose yeah i love it agree
0: so boundaries I always say are important for life and all relationships, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: familial, romantic, platonic, all of them require boundaries. Mm -hmm. What do you think is a difficult boundary to set in a relationship?
2: Mm. For me, my experience, was how you talk to me?
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely
2: so for me, my biggest boundary and success story I have is with my father, who's a military veteran, and you know, how you talk to someone to get your point across or to get what you want out of them in the military is vastly different from how you may talk and communicate with a child.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: but If your adult child doesn't say to you, hey, I didn't enlist in this relationship, quote unquote, (laughs) then how do you know to kind of curve that? Um, So for me, kind of like what Jasmine was saying earlier, I feel like if I'm able to set that boundary and have my father talk to me correctly and express the love that I know he has, uh, that he shows in so many other ways, if I can get him to better communicate that with me and for what I need, then I'll be damned if my man talks to me
1: crazy.
0: Oh, no. I was born on a, a day, but it wasn't yesterday. So, okay. bitch, try again. Okay. Let's go to the drawing board. <gasps>
2: <laughs> let's, let's circle this back because that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I'm looking around
0: there. who the fuck you talking to.
2: I'm really quick to do that like
0: I literally will look under the table (laughs) because who is it (laughs) because
1: it can't be me it just can't be yeah Mm -hmm.
0: I think in relationships in general it's just that I need to be able to do what I need to do Mm. period Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you feel about it,
1: yeah.
0: I need to be able to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. There's no that- question about it right in the past, when I was not where I am in terms of emotional intelligence, in terms of maturity oh no i'm I'm not gonna be able to go out mm. For what? To do what? Mm-mm. And then when the relationship over and everybody is closer, where are you? Correct. Oh, right. Because you mm-hmm. cut everybody off. Yeah. No.
2: Correct. Which isn't healthy to begin with, but that's another. Right. I'm
0: like, that is called abusive. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> hmm It doesn't always have to be getting beat up.
2: Someone cutting
0: you off from your support is abusive. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maintaining your identity, your really, yeah, your identity and what makes you you when you're in romantic relationships is so necessary. Uh, there's really just it's necessary, and if you're not able to do that in the relationship you're in, then you got to evaluate uh, what the boundaries are in your
1: relationship,
0: mm-hmm. or the relationship.
1: Period.
0: Mm. <laughs> I love uh, to tell my clients like every relationship is not the end all be all. Maybe right. they just show you like a nice restaurant to take your next boo to. Period.
2: Right. A season in yeah. a. Re-
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm
0: what about friendships has there been any difficulty in make uh setting boundaries in friendships
2: I've I in the last couple of years I've cut friends off um same yeah um uh, I I hate to I hate to say the story of of I cut uh, some of my uh, gay friends out because they were MAGA supporters. I know that that's like not what the people want to hear, but <laughs> at the end of the day, the
1: story.
0: I just need that to make sense, but I no it won't, but
1: that will enough. never
0: <laughs> make sense to add the actual black book. people and it, did it. You like, know, it, it, it didn't
2: make sense. And that was that was one of the contingencies. This is someone that I realized that in undergrad we had all the fun in the world, right? We knew yeah. each other both waiting tables at Olive Garden.
0: and
2: (laughs) and you graduate you get your real jobs you go to vegas you hang out but there comes a certain point in adulthood where as you were as i in my experience i'm growing into the woman i am there's boundaries and at that contentious time a few years ago where you know and even now like our rights everything's kind of just up in the air um it was a lot going on. And for me to set a boundary of hey, when you post this MAGA stuff or when you wear MAGA paraphernalia as a white man, this is what it it conveys to all of us. This is what it it shows. And even though you're gay, when you go out in public and you do what I what I would call like the straight voice, right. Um, to other people. And I just, I see what it is. It's his, it was his defense mechanism. Mm-hmm,
0: um, right. But
2: my whole, like, just be yourself. You're with us. We love you for you. Um, But I, I set a boundary and I was like, Hey, this is the boundary I'm setting for our relationship for me to feel safe being your friend. Mm-hmm. And I was gaslit. Our whole group of was
0: gaslit. You thought I'm, I was going to blow over well?
2: Did I think accountability, I was, girl. We had we had we really all vacation together. We were at my godparents' beach house. So like you're in my family's home and we have like this big talk and it's, you know, it's just a, a group of friends. And um and you think it went well and then everyone goes home and within 48 hours another MAGA post on IG.
1: Mm. And
2: from there it was like, not only did you gaslight me in our relationship, but you're not respecting a boundary that I've set. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I want to explain that it's not about necessarily who you cast your vote for in the ballot box. It's, it's okay. Maybe it's that too, but
0: I'm right. like, I'm like, if you, <laughs> like, voted, for him, like, exactly if you voted for him, like, fuck that.
1: Correct. <laughs> it's all- it matters to me
0: it's Lyrics. all the yeah no it is it is it's <laughs> he literally stands it's, for evil it's, like no one right. sees MAGA supporters as like oh my god they're such great like proud Americans like they stand for fucking hate so right. no yeah no. yeah <laughs>
2: and yeah and that was that was a boundary that I had to set that ultimately if I can accept you as you and And you living openly as a gay man at this point in your adult fucking life that you should do the same for yourself and if you can't if you're going to fall into what's easily you know oh well back home my small republican town that's how everyone votes whoop 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 you know that's how I was raised and then if we're gonna fall back to those small tropes and you're not going to love and respect yourself, then I can't have a
0: relationship.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can't have a relationship with you. So that was, that was a really hard friendship boundary that I had to place. Mm -hmm. uh, And ultimately um, our relationship didn't, it didn't make it. Mm -hmm. Then not to say that that person hasn't reached out to me multiple times over the last couple of years. I just haven't found it in myself to push back my boundary in order to let them back into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was growth that I realized that I had made from a 22 year old when we met to a 28 year old when we broke up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes people can bring it back together and sometimes people can't. And setting that boundary for yourself and saying like, hey, they weren't able to meet my needs, then I might not even need to have another conversation in the future. Correct. Yeah. Okay with that and sit in with that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, go through the feelings that comes with ending those relationships, but you have to choose yourself. Period.
2: Every single time. I just want to say for the record, <laughs> just for context, I I knew that this relationship was in danger when it was said to me, well, in, in rebuttal, well, you support Black Lives Matter and I haven't said anything to you about it.
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> like, I don't what? have anything nice to say. So, what? you know, I'm just going to just, yeah. But it's just, <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? it's it's the it's the i
2: can and i i had to explain to another adult that i
1: can support i Black- actually not i'm
0: actually not
1: explaining to another <laughs> adult or anybody else for that matter but, <laughs> but i appreciate I, the effort you put into this relationship because
0: ah! I, did.
2: I did and i just i say all this because there's someone out there that's going to listen to this and they are the type that like relationships are important and they want to fight for them and and hold on to it because of the good times but when you reach a point of your personal growth when yeah you set these boundaries and they're not upheld and then someone throws something so blatant in your face to hurt you you just gotta let it go
0: let it go and the memories don't have to go you can still keep them no yeah they don't need to come with you until 2023 sorry
2: right <laughs> or in that case
1: 2021
0: <laughs> and channel um, oh, September
1: and I'm going <laughs> to say this before I tell my team you can't care more about a relationship lasting and more than the other person oh. right so like Jasmine with the EU in this relationship you explaining your morals and values you having conversations even though it goes completely against what it is you say you believe in you continue to allow this person in your space and they still was doing whatever the hell they wanted to do you share right. with them multiple times that this thing that these conversations that these ig posts were offensive to you and they were harmful and they were hurtful and right. he continued to do it so I also value relationships but then i think it's also important and everybody's threshold is different because when baby boy said to me um you supporting black lives matter that would have been that would have been it
0: I'm not even going to explain it. I'm not even explaining.
1: Yeah. Hello? Hello? What you But okay. But everybody's threshold is different. So I understand that. But I will also say that one thing that we have to remember is that it takes more than just you in order to have a successful and a healthy relationship. And if you are the one that's pulling all of the weight, you are carrying the burden of the success of this relationship on your shoulders. It is never going to work. I explained it to my clients as you being on a seesaw. If you're on a seesaw, the seesaw requires both people to have their feet on the ground, going up and down. If one person gets off the seesaw, what happens? It don't work. It don't work. You go <laughs> flat to the bottom. The other part is in the air. And it is now your job to keep that seesaw level. This other person that went and swung on the uh, the swings, they done went up and down the slides. They run up and down. They talking to other people and you were still in that spot trying they to get home. this seesaw. Look, they went home, got some juice, some water, took a nap, and you're still <laughs> sitting there trying to get this seesaw to operate the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then you pissed off because they don't went and enjoyed the rest of their day. They, meanwhile, you sunburned, you tired, you hot, you sweaty. Ain't had, no lunch. ain't had no lunch. You didn't do all the things you wanted to do because you were so invested in keeping this thing working. Mm. And for what?
0: Yeah. And- Oh, America, and that the saying that you said about like having all the stuff in your hand and you can't grab nothing else. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna welcome the How? mutual friends that you don't have to say, like, hey, my black life matters? Exactly. If you are too busy holding on to people that you have to explain that to.
1: Exactly. Because people like when was it 2016 when 2016 happened people were like well no you know i i still love my friend and i still want to maintain this relationship how and why because we got to remember that your political your moral values are still your values right Right. and so if, if you value life and humanity and love and trust and all of these things and the rights of other people but then the people that you're friends with believe in the complete opposite. Y'all not aligned, and that's okay. That's just not your friend. They might have been up until then, but I think for a lot of people during that time was when they started to realize, like, oh shit, we're having superficial conversations with the people that we call friends, and we're not really having these boundaries with them because if we did, they would know this ain't okay with me.
2: Yeah, superficial being the key word in my situation. Of. Uh, yeah, because you should be able to have uncomfortable conversations with the people that you care about. It um, be
0: gaslit.
2: Back. right, exactly. When I was able to take a step back, I realized really, other than the the partying, the fun times, what substance was there? Mm-hmm. What was I walking?
0: Hello, <laughs> hello, yeah. Because then you're like oh, what am I really holding on for? Right. Because right. if in this season of my life, when I am not trying to get blackout drunk every fucking weekend, mm-hmm. like that means that we can't be friends. Oh, True. no. Right. How about I'll do you one better?
2: Right. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. hmm Okay. Let's
0: just add on that.
1: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to step on your... um example jasmine would eat but i just wanted to say that because i think that's really important for people to hear everybody threshold gonna be different but then we also got to remember like we're not responsible as single people to uphold a relationship and a lot of people put that pressure on themselves too and like that's not fair Mm -hmm. that's not fair at all i think one of my
2: defense mechanisms from my childhood is giving people the benefit of the doubt Mm. so even if and when they did hurt me I had, I had already expected the disappointment Mm -hmm. and prepared for it. So when I was disappointment, disappointed, I was able to kind of just take that on the chin and keep rolling with it because eventually it'll work. I don't know. Um, So learning that through my personal experiences, um, that situation, although it's, you know, it's, it's a weird one to, to share. I just, I, I'm proud of myself.
0: Yeah. As you should be because you chose yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like you said something that I tweeted about it. So I wanted to share my (laughs) tweet. But I said right before I turned 30, which aligns with your timeline. Also, Mm -hmm. I learned not to push shit past people. Don't ever think somebody wouldn't do you any type of way because people can, will, and do. Focus Man. on discernment when deciding on who to surround yourself with.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's that on that.
1: We love to hear it. Okay, I'm going to share my two. Um, and my two are both for romantic and for friendship relationships um, and they both are technically my emotional boundaries so one of those is feeling safe enough to both ask for and accept for people's help mm-hmm. so I know we talked a little bit in the was it the first one or the second one is perfection
2: yes was
0: perfection
1: so about perfectionism and for me perfectionism tends to show up as fuck it I got it Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Um, And a lot of that is rooted in childhood. I watched my mom be a fuck it. I'll figure it out type of gal um, and make shit happen. So my mindset has always been I got me if don't nobody else do. So that has been my wall. And so what I've learned is I have to be willing to ask people for help and then actually allow them to help me in those situations. And so there is a level of safety that has to be present for me in order to do that. And a little bit of that is being in relationship with people where they help and then don't throw it back up. So a boundary for me is if I ask you for help and you're able to do so, this is not something that should come back up in any sort of conflict, right? So like, if I'm saying, oh, I need you to help me with whatever, and you choose to do it, I don't want to hear it again. Like, that's it. Um, and so that has been hard for me because it then means that I'm now sometimes I feel like I am relying on other people, but then I realize this is interdependence and this is what it's supposed to be. so I can both depend on myself and depend on the people around me uh and that has been instrumental in at least my romantic my romantic oh, relationship, right. okay, have a- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that has been instrumental in my romantic relationship because one of the things he noticed from Gate was like, Damn, you do a lot of shit. And I was like, Do I? He was like, You do And
0: that do that right more. there, the do I? Not Yeah, I know. was like, Do I? You got so much on your plate. So earlier yeah. when you said something about having so many speaking engagements, but it could yeah. be more, I was like, Fran, case, <laughs> should you be working every day of your life? No
1: no right I should not we've been having that conversation recently too but
0: shout out to your man
1: shout out (laughs) to him anyway um so you do a lot of shit and I was like damn do it because it don't feel like I do a lot of shit like I just Mm -hmm. be doing the shit and literally he was like I got it so then that's the shit that he like just took off and I was like damn
2: oh that's love I was like I know
1: just, but anyway i was like damn you just gonna do shit and like i don't you have just to just
0: gonna do what you say you're gonna do? do and i don't have to ask you to do it oh fuck like, you walk. and get loved unconditionally yeah. right like you just walked in here and was <laughs> like oh
1: i see shit that need to be done so i'm Ooh. gonna do it
0: okay that's it
1: all right, and at first it made, y'all, I was oh, so aggravated, because why are you touching shit? Why are you doing shit, right? Like, <laughs> stop doing shit. And then I remember at one point, I like, stop. Like, stop doing shit. He said, okay, bet. And he stopped for like two seconds. And I was like, why the fuck you stopped? like, could you tell me to stop? And I was like, oh, no, 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 It's the trauma response, let me explain. So then I explained, right? But it was like, that's, that is how he's shown up. And he has shown up like that consistently. And that for me is really important because now when I need something, I'm probably od aggravating. But I'm like bad, right. can you, 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 can
0: you, can you, can you, honey, can you?
1: Will you? Will you? Do you mind? I- can you? Ooh, thank you. Ooh,
0: ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I don't hear me like God. Damn. God damn, she needs something else. Right. Like this. This one's. I'm not
1: asking for nothing tonight. She needs <laughs> every goddamn thing. But.
0: I safe, safe.
1: Right. I feel safe. And I know that you're going to do it and I don't have to hear about it for the next 45 minutes or it's not going to be this big thing. And that for me is really important. Um, And friendship, same way. There was one point in the pandemic I was really struggling around like sleep and anxiety and like seeing the 40 people a week and not leaving the house. I don't think I left the house for like four months. And so and I didn't see people in person during that time. So like that time I was really struggling and I had a friend who I literally would call at night and be like, Hey, and I never even told her, I don't think I ever told her what was going on, but she would literally talk to me on the phone until I went to sleep because I was struggling that much with like resting my mind and my body that she would talk to me until I fell asleep. She did that every night for like six months.
0: Shout out
1: to your friend. Shout out to her. And she listened too. So she gonna know I'm talking about her. Um, Hey friend. Hey girl.
0: Hey. Like, like,
1: that was so... And she has not... Now, I don't know if she do not talk about the other people she has. That's her business. She'll text me after she hears this and let me know. Um <laughs> But she's never thrown it back up to me.
0: And that that's what never I was going to say. Yeah. Because a lot of people are scared to ask for yes. help for fear mm-hmm. that they'll throw that in your face. Well, yep. remember when I did this, this, yep. this, this?
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like, ooh, like... Mm. But okay, you ain't threw it back up to me. You you know, we can't control if people talk about it to other people, but you ain't said nothing to me about it. So it works for me. And I am thankful and appreciative for that time because baby thought she was going to have to go on a grippy socks vacation for a little second. Oh,
0: and I'm I'm glad that you had the support and that Mm -hmm. you allowed your friend to be there for you during that time. Because sometimes we struggle in silence Yes, and want people to be there for us, but yeah, not give them the opportunity. opportunity.
1: To. Yep, And I remember thanking her one time for it. And she was like, I've known you for 10 plus years and bitch, you ain't never asked me to do nothing. Never. You've never said a word. You the one that like, I'd be thinking like, mm, maybe she's going through something, but you don't say a word. And she was like, so when you call, I knew like, all right, this is my chance. Like I get to show up for you now. Okay, bitch. So that was been like that was instrumental for me. And I think in, with both of those relationships but also another emotional boundary for me is being able to be vulnerable. Right? Cuz it kind of goes hand in hand like asking for help requires a certain level of vulnerability. Like you are admitting in that moment that you ain't got it or right. that you need support around something. And right. for somebody like me that is hard cuz
0: hard
1: Baby
0: girl, we Especially been a, a healer. Correct. And so, like I've talked about the friends mm-hmm. that I have now being safe, saying like, hey, I'm struggling with this, mm-hmm. and them actually providing support. Right. Mm-hmm. I would go through shit in silence, be crying, be on my damn uh, little throwaway Twitter tweeting my feelings, mm. you know, Because I didn't feel like I could come to anyone because I'm the one that people come to. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. But
0: now being able to have people that surround me in love.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Top tier.
1: It is. And that is the hardest part. Being the healer, being the one that people perceive as having it all together, being the one that some people might say is, more successful, whatever the case. Right. Makes. Like when people right. hold you to the standard, nah, you right. got it. You, I text you and ask you how you doing. You ain't never text me last time. I ain't I'm doing.
0: ever, and that's a boundary for me. If I'm the only one reaching out, checking in, yeah, fuck it's that. dead. It's, it's
1: dead. No. I've indebted a lot of shit on that this year. It's dead. Cause, bitch, me too. I'm in a pandemic too. Bitch, I'm right back too. I'm struggling too. Yeah, um, I'm in a house by myself okay. too literally (laughs) it ain't just you ho like it's me too so yeah Yeah. zed 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 Mm -hmm. absolutely
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i just want to co-sign all of that (laughs) oh let me say something i wasn't really going to take a grippy socks vacation for anybody who was concerned I am just okay. <laughs> the disclaimer. I you. just wanted to because I don't want oh I don't want to hear I promise. Right. I'm okay. I was not gonna take a grippy socks vacation. Maybe there was a 10 second moment where I was like, damn, I'm gonna have to, but no, it, I'm okay. I promise. All right. Okay. Therapists were talking. God forbid I needed a- no. No,
0: right. us to you know
1: they dragging sis because she said she was struggling, so that's why I wanted to wait a second.
0: Oh, they did say that
1: Oh yeah, she posted yesterday that she has been experiencing SI for years, and comments were still dragging.
0: How you because people your don't about it. yourself. <sighs> what you mean? And see, that's that's my hugest thing because yep. people yep. act like mental illness literally discriminates. No,
1: no, right. anybody
0: can get it.
1: anybody. <laughs> you get depression. You get SI. You get intrusive thoughts. You get like it's.
0: What? Anybody? Yeah. So Uh, that that leads me to this whole them holding therapists at a higher standard, but I don't feel like having that conversation right now. That's okay.
1: We can ignore that because that's an important one to have. It It is
0: is. because motherfuckers are people. Correct. (laughs) Right. Y'all don't do that shit to doctors. Y'all don't
1: don't. do that shit
0: to CEOs. And don't. And don't.
1: It's just for them. Anywho. I feel
2: like all the people that were throwing rocks at this therapist were people that, A, nine times out of 10, have not been to therapy themselves. And need to. And need to. Mm -hmm. And so all we're doing was feeling... Hit right, like you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, you hit one. Dogs and I felt like all of the dogs that were hit based on what she was saying hollered. And instead of being like, Oh, this is uncomfortable, maybe I should seek out to go talk to somebody. And not everything is a good fit, right? You know, so if you're a therapist. Uh, and I'm sure she doesn't talk to her clients like that in practice, but if it's not a good fit, then
1: shop around.
0: Yeah. I always tell people that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is your journey. This is your life. So right. like everything else, take ownership. If this is not working, say something. Mm-hmm. Right. Boundaries. Right. <laughs> Straight up. Mm-hmm. And no, that's not what
2: i That boundaries with every relationship every human interaction including the therapeutic alliance Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I was watching uh, Karmisha please (laughs) and her and Megan were having a talk and she had mentioned that I didn't realize that her baby's father had passed away Mm -hmm. saying that she had to continue working and didn't really feel or get to heal and deal with those feelings, and that she had tried to go to therapy, but she said she went to one session, yeah, one, prior session. and mm-hmm. and then tried to go back a second session, but didn't like that the therapist was telling her how she felt.
0: Right.
2: And I, I just, as much as I enjoyed the episode, I hate. I just, I hated. Like, I guess as a therapist, be like, ooh, because in our culture, like, we need to be able to have open forums and not continue to limit ourselves on like therapy is some BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I wish I could have told it like, Hey, well, if that therapist, if you felt like they were doing that, then you should have just tried someone else because right. we're not here to give advice. We're not here to tell you how to feel. If anything, we should be asking questions in order for you to look at your experience from as many different as you can until ultimately you get to that aha moment of like oh that's the root of it that's bothering me and once we get there we can unravel and we can heal so i just i just yeah i i hate that that was her experience
0: and i hope that she actually does go back you know Mm -hmm. because it really can be life changing with the right person shout out to my girl jasmine
1: (laughs) But I think that's the important part too. Like, I I'm not gonna negate her experience because there's a highest probability that, that was her experience. But also remembering, like, every therapist is going to look different. Every therapist approach is going to be different. Right. And so even if it didn't work with that one, or if you don't like our good sis from TikTok and that makes you not want to go to therapy. The reality is, all of us show up very differently, both online and in session. And I think that's important. But that also really ties into this conversation about boundaries because everybody's boundaries are going to look different too. And there's no one clear way and there's no one set way to do them. Like it's going to look different for each person, and they may look different for each relationship that you have. And if it doesn't work in one arena, it doesn't mean, well, fuck it, I ain't going to set boundaries no more. It just means that you gotta learn how to be flexible, flexible Mm. people. That is the word of the week, flexibility. You have to be flexible with these conversations and what it looks like and make some changes. And that's okay. Not working don't mean say, fuck it. It just mean I need to adjust. But we take that as, oh, well, that must mean that God's saying I don't need to do this. so I just ain't gonna do it no more. No, it means you need to adjust and try something different.
0: Literally, That way
1: you can get the result you're looking for.
0: My, my first therapist used to say, "Um, you just make adjustments and move accordingly. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I know that's right.
1: <laughs> exactly. I will. Uh, yeah. But people are so like, oh, but I, I made this decision. Mm, I got to stick to it. I set this boundary. And even though it's not working, I got to stick to it. No, you don't. If something isn't working, you don't have to stick to it. You can always give yourself permission to do something different, and that's okay. With more information, you're gonna change your mind. That's okay. Do okay. it.
0: Right. <laughs> yes. Well, <That's> just- <laughs> I hope that you all got something out of this conversation, and if anything, just keep us in the back of your head, Sam. Boundaries. Like when you don't want to do some shit that you don't want to do, but you're saying, guess, boundaries. No. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that time back. Set those boundaries.
1: Can we all say one thing we want people to know about boundaries? Because I think boundaries are really tricky for us. And so, like, one thing you want people to know, or you wish people knew about boundaries?
0: You go first. Damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One of the most common things I hear people say is they, they want to set these boundaries, but it goes back to this fear of disappointing other people or this fear of hurting people's feelings. And I what I want people to know is there is no way to set boundaries without hurting other people's feelings. The reality is we are not responsible for the feelings of other people. And so when we try to be responsible for them and we try to anticipate their potential responses, that doesn't make you kind. It doesn't mean that you're empathetic. It doesn't mean that you care about people more. It just means that you are carrying this responsibility and this burden of all of your relationships. You're trying to solve other people's shit. You're trying to make other people comfortable while you're uncomfortable. So my thing would be know that you can care about other people's feelings and still set boundaries with folks. It's not an
0: either or. Right. And I want to just piggyback off of that and just say that you don't know how anyone is going to respond. So don't let that be driving you from trying to have those conversations. You're not the same person as them. So don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I want people to know about boundaries is that yes it is hard initially to set those boundaries but it doesn't get easier by avoiding setting those boundaries and so you just have to do the shit, set the boundaries do it even if it is scary and hard like the more that you set boundaries the easier it gets but it's not going to get easier if you avoid it
2: i agree all right To round this out, (laughs) Uh, I would say setting clear and healthy boundaries ultimately helps you heal and it enriches your relationships.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've appreciated this conversation because y'all know one thing I'm going to do is set them boundaries. Period. Period. (laughs) so hopefully you all got some good insight into how to set boundaries the type of boundaries you should be setting um and some encouragement to start setting those boundaries and just remember you can drink the kale drinks you can go for seven mile runs i don't know why you would do that but to each um, you could do crossfit you could do pilates like jasmine you know (laughs) but if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart then you're still not truly healthy so go ahead and seek therapy literally in 2022 we all need to seek therapy okay shout out to my girl jasmine doing the lord's work go ahead and pull up on your own jasmine or whatever name you can find but find you a little therapist We will see y'all next week and take good care. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.